first thing in the morning is uh, checking in, <coughs> noticing what you bring with you, becoming aware of your posture, your whole body. yourself, arriving at your own door and greeting yourself as a friend. Possibly a long lost friend. Initially, without particular focusing on anything, just noticing, being aware, allowing, letting yourself be. You're feeling the aliveness in your body feet, in your hands, in your belly, in your shoulders. And maybe with the out-breath you can let go of some of the struggle and tension, some of the effort. There's a sense from there's a sense of sliding from the head into the body. And thoughts continue to arise, but they become less important. They come and go within peripheral awareness. where your attention starts to stabilize uh, with the body. Softening and opening. a possibility to lift your energy through appreciating the precious human life. I'm breathing, I'm alive. I can hear, I can feel, I can see. How marvelous. food, I have water, I have shelter. How marvelous. I have friends and I have the teachings.
to to strengthen strengthen this celebration of life we remember death the certainty of death and the uncertainty of the time of death This might be your last day. What is important? What does matter? field of refuge that's the role models mentors spiritual friends gurus masters female male buddhist and non-buddhist and we invoke their presence the dalai lama Deepama, tara jesus fortunate to have this connection, to be inspired, to be protected, to have guidance, a safe direction in life. inspired mm-hmm. by the example of the Dalai Lama and the Karmapa, we align ourselves with <coughs> Bodhicitta, the awakened heart. Aligning ourselves with Seva. the warm-heartedness, the tenderness and gentleness. Giving and receiving seva. Maybe with the in-breath receiving seva, with the out-breath giving seva. Or softening, noticing the movements of seva not only in your heart, in your hands, in your face, in your feet. Receiving Seba from the field of refuge, from your friends, and giving seva to connecting with the yearning to care, to heal, to contribute, 
to help, to inspire, to love. Seva brings genuine happiness into your life, meaning, direction. Without Seva, relationships, your work, your day will be meaningless, empty like a shell. through Seva we turn our attention to the object of our meditation the breath sensations in your body a sense of closing down and concentrating. Peripheral awareness remains open, welcoming. You let things come, you let them be, you let them go. And with curiosity you engage. object of your meditation.
you find yourself entangled, if you find yourself that you engage with something else than the object of your meditation, you return gently, friendly, with a sense of success. There's the sense that you are sitting in your head, looking down, observing the breath. Try to let go. Become the breath. Rest in the breath. Forget yourself. yourself meditating on a mental image, on words, like in-breath, out-breath, where you have a mental image of the belly, 
to go deeper. The sensation of discomfort comes to the foreground and you can't let it be and let it go. Put it on the stage together with the breath. Bathing the experience with the breath. without words.
possibility of shifting your attention from the content of your awareness to the cognizant space within which things come and go. So if that cognizant space has any qualities like feeling good or being cozy, then we have to ask again what is aware. find a good balance between stable attention and groundlessness.
things to look for is dullness. So sometimes you check your posture a bit. Maybe you can energize your posture. Bring your mind to something which lifts you up. Become more curious about the object of meditation. So you learn little moves to energize your mind again. Not to not through tension. Tension will exhaust you. Just becoming aware that you are dull is uh, is a good thing. <coughs> and maybe you can then step backwards into that which is aware of being dull. That is never dull. That which is aware of being dull is always awake. So today I want to emphasize stable attention again. The, the emerging the emergence of stable attention and the emergence of a clearer introspective awareness. So the introspective awareness which is aware of what is coming and going with empirical awareness. So both are important. So it seems uh, in all uh, spiritual tradition, one of the major factors for this accident of awakening to happen is stable attention. So you have it in Christianity through in the contemplative tradition with practices like the centering prayer or um, bringing your attention to the presence of God. So then in Sufism you have, for example, the dance. Yeah, so you, you, you find it in, in the Buddhist tradition is uh, in the kind of practical Buddhism, not the kind of Tibetan philosophical Buddhism, but the practical Buddhism. Um, 
you have uh, in the training, you have always the emphasis on stable attention. So this is what I want to emphasize today a bit. Kind of uh, to make us curious and align ourselves a bit and uh, maybe returning to the cultivation of stable attention particularly those who are meditating for quite some time and you have kind of given up a bit on it enough because um, it's like you feel there was no progress and yeah, but that's mainly because you didn't get good constructions so it's not enough to uh, focus uh, to um, uh, to bring the topic of stable intention with your medita- into your meditation practice. For us, uh, one of the main places where we work with stable attention, where we strengthen stable attention, is daily life. Yeah. Is relating to others, is uh, doing things. Yeah. So that's where uh, we can be inspired by Deepa Ma. Yeah, who was teaching this, you know, Indian housewives who had the most busy <coughs> life. I mean, like with ten children, and you know, um, so one of the things she was teaching was uh, uh, developing stable attention while breastfeeding. Imagine a win- Indian housewife. How how many years uh, <coughs> does she spend in breastfeeding? And how many hours every day? So there you have a, a good meditation practice. So that means for the breaks uh, that um, you know it's like a, what you would call like mindfulness practice. Yeah. So you uh, you 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 stay engaged with the task at hand. It's pretty straightforward. We all know how it is, for example, to walk, but to kind of be completely lost somewhere else. And then we have these moments where we actually walk. uh, And they are so beautiful. Because then we are, then we are, then we are engaging with life and not with fantasy. So, eating is a wonderful. I mean, it's one of the you know eating meditations. Like, uh, and the great thing is that uh, that's one thing we never forget during the day to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be uh, something to engage with. So eating means know the taste, the movements, the smell, uh, but also the feeling of nourishment, the appreciation. So that's what we engage with in the eating meditation. And then of course we find ourselves engaged with something else and then we come back. Yeah. The important thing here is that the coming back is gently and friendly with a sense of success not with a sense of frustration. Like, you know, you could think, ah, yeah, again, I think about something else, I'm supposed to be engaged with the food, you know, I'm, you know, and then you beat yourself up, and that's exactly how you give your mind the sign not to do the practice. So then this process of engaging with something else says, no, let's stay here, if you go back, you will get a hit. So you need to have more team members of this unconscious processes joining you in the project of being engaged in life. And you can't convince them with force. You can't convince them with punishment. They are not going to obey. The cats are not going to obey. (laughs) When you beat them, you have to be 
it has to be a different process. Uh, so, and that's, you know, that's like, you go to toilet, you move, you, know, you sit down, you sight, you, know, you look at a tree, you become aware of the temperature of the wind, you notice feelings of discomfort and comfort in the body. So, of course, uh, cultivating stable attention in daily life does not mean that you stay focused on one object. Because you know you do different things, and different things come to the foreground. So you stay engaged with what you're doing, and uh, and you notice, and you notice the entanglement and other things. So one way to uh, uh, to motivate uh, this process is uh, this reflection on death. Yeah. So, if you ask yourself what is important, um, if this would be my last life, I, eh, my last, it's your, <laughs> <laughs> what is important if this is my last life is to become enlightened. Uh, if that would be the last opportunity, you better get it done. Yeah? <laughs> If this is your last day, uh, then probably there would be something with Seva. But one thing that is also probably coming up when you contemplate like this is you want to be present. You don't, you don't want to miss your last day by thinking about something which might f happen in two weeks. Where you not even know if you show up for that. So th that's, that's like you know, where you, can, where you can start to convince your team members to join in the project of engaging with life. To say, you know, so this could be our last day, so what do you want to do, little child? Rebel. Don't you want to be here? Don't want to you do, do don't you wa don't you want to play now with what you have here? So, and then and then you will find yourself more engaged with the present moment, of what you have here, and you will notice more when you uh, when you regret things which never happened that way. Why you think about things in the future which will never happen the way that way. It will not be like that. So the best preparation for the future is to connect with seva here, to connect with appreciation here. Because then there will be seva in the future for you, which is the best friend. So find a balance in this. So if you find yourself getting exhausted and fed up, you know, don't push. Then just relax. Go swimming, you know, lay on the ground. But even there, you know, lying in on like kind of fa falling half asleep on the ground, you can still be attentive to that and enjoying that. So if, if you were to, so this is this thing of finding a balance between sloppiness and being too tense. So that's quite a, quite a journey to find that out. And um, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit afraid to talk like, to talk about stable attention. And my fear is that the perfectionists here, the ones who went through life by pushing, 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 who really need to loosen the 
the side of the musical instrument that they hear somehow in my words you have to work harder that's why I usually don't talk about stable attention so but never now I do it so <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> couldn't you just say gentle stable attention every time yeah. you say yeah it's stable attention yeah. you say it's not stable attention it's yeah. gentle stable attention. <laughs> yeah. words make a big difference mm. no some people some teachers now would instead mm. of stable attention which I felt was already quite friendly mm. yeah mm. Uh, they would say concentration mm. and they would even say single-pointed concentration mm-hmm. yeah. or focus no, in some books you would say uh, shamatha, cultivating single-pointed concentration how the heck can a westerner work healthily with that <laughs> 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 but it's right I will, uh, it's good. So, gentle, stable attention. <laughs> gentle. Write a book about that. <laughs> uh, the other word I used uh, in this retreat is engagement. So, that's for me also, it sounds for me like more like an invitation. So, you engage. And, you know, or I use uh, bring it into the foreground. Yeah, like this dancing. So that also has for me mm. a bit of uh, you know, there's some joy, joy there, and I mean, and it's obvious that you can't dance like this. Yeah, but it needs to be flexible and joyful, and it's an engagement, and and also in a dance you have the peripheral awareness. Because you need to be aware of the other dancer as well. Also, in the foreground is the dance with your partner. So it's uh, it's it's good to uh, find words which uh, which inspire you and work and work for you, and which prevent you to uh, to. Uh, to tense, yeah. To push. Okay, so let's have a break. <laughs>